Hello, I'm RJ City, and you are listening to the Monster Cast. You're going to talk about Bela Lugosi. They're going to talk about Lon Chaney Jr. He'd be so sad, holding his hat, saying, please put me in this room and don't unlock the door. And you can't do any better than the Doll Brothers. Jack and Ryan, they're brothers, but they're also bros. Uh, what? Pardon? Wrestling. Well, who the hell wants to talk about wrestling? These are horror movies. It's, it's, it's a deep genre. It's a smart genre. Fantastic actors. Fantastic cinematography. Wrestling is just sweating and fireworks and bouncy ropes. There's nothing. So how do you talk about that every week? All right. Let's see them try. Take it away, you crazy dolls. You. Jesus, oh. fuck. Fuck my fucking ass. What the fuck? Please shut up. No. <laughs> Master Wado is shut champion. up. You're gonna put some respect Stop on fucking his name saying now. Master Wado on this fucking IWGP show. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Co-Champion. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap of Fightful here. You're watching the Monster Cast with Jack and Ryan. A big shout out to those fellas. Good people. Check them out. It, oh my, my god, uh, what is this? It looks like a TV. The New Japan titles, they need to stop it making titles. like a TV, bro. They took it too literally. That's the problem. <laughs> they should have just turned it into a TV. I would have been more impressed. That would have been cooler. <laughs> Put some antennas it... on the top. No, the just make it like a digital title. Like, it, you could display whatever you want on, on the digital Oh, like title. an LCD screen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then have the picture of the person that's the champ. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so good. Oh, fuck. That'd be that'd be worth it. Wrestling podcast. How fucking original. Jake and Brian, Brandon Cutler here from AEW, and I hope you guys have an awesome podcast with the Monster Cast. What? What was that? Your name is Jack and Ryan. Shut up, Jack and Ryan. Tell me mm -hmm. who you would sign first. Hiroshi Tanahashi. No, not overall, genius. Between the two goddamn examples I'm about to give you. Master Wada. <laughs> Killer Cross or Dominic Dijakovic? Who are you signing first? Killer Cross. Killer Cross. 100%. What the fuck? Wrong! That no, answer is wrong! I would. Oh Killer my Cross. god. You don't know shit! Your opinions suck! I guess I should just, I mean... You're welcome. But I, I'll do it. But I, I, I don't think I've ever said boo. <laughs> I will. That's so stupid. I'll do it. Boo. 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 You can't. Don't actually say the word because that's why it sounds weird. You got it. It's like more of like a note. Boo. You don't fucking actually say boo. 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 You don't turn it into a fucking chant. You actually have to. I will. Yeah. I'm gonna do that at Forbidden Door. Just start too. a boo chant. Boo. 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 Here's your host of the Monster Cast, the Straight Edge Monster Jack and Ryan. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Monster Cast. I'm the Straight Edge Monster Jack. That is Ryan, and we got a big show for you today. We got debuts, secret signings. <laughs> championship title changes a new tournament and so much more also a debut of a new segment jack to the drawing board 
I don't know how often we're going to do these. Maybe once, I think maybe like once a month I'll do it. Um, but today's edition of Jack to the Drawing Board will be me ranking the top five women's pay-per-view matches of the year of all the ones that I've seen. Let me just throw that out there. Before people come in here and say, you don't watch real wrestling and <laughs> all these stardom matches, I don't watch stardom on a regular. It's very hard for me to actually access stardom and to actually watch it because I'm usually at work when these shows are happening and they happen on most the most random days. Uh, so, like, I don't really... It's very hard for me to keep up with. I do have Wrestle, uh, Wrestle Universe, obviously. Um, I know you have access to that now as well, so... You actually watched the Jericho match that we'll talk about a little bit later, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. I had to wake up this morning and finish putting together my MS Paint graphics and watch Rampage and Collision back-to-back, -back, which we'll also have to do this week because they actually aired back-to-back -back this week on Friday um, because obviously Saturday is full gear. We got a huge show for you today, though. Anything you want to talk about before we get started? Um, where is this fucking guy? That's what we want to know. Dan Housen just picked up this beautiful figure. I thought it was hilarious last week when he said he came up on the screen and said, no, I'm debuting next week. But then there was no mention of him this week at all. I thought it was going to be yeah. like a running bit. Well, he put he, he put something on Twitter, too. So justified, where is Dan Housen chance? <laughs> so um, maybe the plan was for him to be there. And then they, I don't know, something changed. But yeah, it seems like he's ready to come back at least. So. I mean, I mean yeah. I'm cool with the running bit of him just, like, keep pushing it off. Like, he's there, and he's literally debuting, but he says, no, I'll be back next week. I think that's funny. Well, you, well, you don't want to turn it into the Eva Marie thing. Or yes, that's I do. Just that yes, I do. That was a great, great storyline for her, too, because that was hiding her weaknesses. All that of was them? hiding her weaknesses and accentuating, one, her looks, two, her uh, ability to get fucking heat by just pissing people off because they just want to mm. see her get her ass kicked anyway. I, that was a beautiful story. I can't believe like they didn't finish that out and released her instead. She was finally doing something that I was interesting on TV, and then they fucking released her. That was the first time they released her, obviously. Um, anyway, it's November 12th, 2023, and this is our 32nd episode, I believe, of the year. Um, I just put the thumbnail up, and I still don't even know. I made it. I fucking made the thumbnail. I don't even know, but I'm pretty sure it's the 32nd episode. Um, but yeah, I got my sweet new Danhausen figure, dude. And on the back here, they've got three other figures that are their first-time figures that I do not have, and that's Bunny, Butcher, and Blade. We'll talk about them coming up soon as well. But first, for Hot Tag Topics. Um, actually, you know what? I forgot. You want to check out my shoes? The shoe check today, these are wrestling-related. I'm going to hit you with some knowledge real quick. Oh, my God. Here. <laughs> I'm going to hit you with some wrestling knowledge for you guys today. Ryan used to have to watch Raw with me every week because that was my show. I had, I had the control. I had control of the TV at, on Monday nights. Um, a lot of people don't know this. I think I've mentioned it on the show before, but Ryan and Ethan, our other brother, had the, had the control after school, and I had to watch fucking Cartoon Network constantly. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I had to. I don't know shit about Dragon Ball Z, so clearly I was not watching and paying attention. So in the morning before we went to school, I was watching the shit out of Sports Center, the same Sports Center three times in a row. Then after we get home from school, those two got control of <laughs> those two got control of the TV and watched Cartoon Network, which was mostly when when I when they first turned it on was Dragon Ball Z. I'm sure they watched other stuff too. And mm -hmm. then at night, when it was wrestling nights, I got to watch wrestling. Um, do you remember in the Attitude Era, the two shoe companies that had like the most ads? 
One was K-Swiss, and the other one is the one I'm about to show you guys right now. No. They used, I mean, they used to sponsor them all the time. Sketchers. No, <laughs> close, though. These no, are Lugs. Yeah. Remember Lugs oh, boots? Yeah. The Lugs commercials. These are my all-white Lugs, and I literally only picked these up because of the connection to wrestling when I was a kid. And I, I like these boots, I'm not going to lie. They're kind of, they're like low-top boots, but they're all white. They're still pretty clean. Uh, I don't wear them that often. Obviously, they're very heavy. They're not uncomfortable, but they are heavy. I will say that. I don't wear them long enough to be uncomfortable, I guess is the best way I can describe it. Yeah. That's kind of how I am with the with the black cats. Like they're they're too tight, but I don't wear them that much, so it's fine. So So yeah, so I was I actually asked on Twitter, I took a picture of the top of them, like the very top toe, because I was wearing pants that were covering them up. I said if anybody can tell me what kind of shoes these are before I leave the grocery store, I'll donate another tennis ball to the Humane Society. No one even tried. (laughs) No one even tried. I was I was hoping somebody would at least try. Uh, um, the uh, I thought you were gonna say Asics at first too. That was my other guess, but then I was like, have they ever fucking advertised? So who knows? No, I don't think Asics ever, ever advertised on uh, WWE. Shabana wears Lugs Asics, was, dude. Lugs yeah. was every like two times every fucking show. It seemed like that and Skittles. I think Skittles was a big. Sponsorship for them too. All right, hot tag topics. Let's let's get it going. Let's talk about some New Japan stuff. Not DDT, but we will stay in the same country. Let's do this. New Japan Pro Wrestling. There's rumors around the company that the Intercontinental Title may be returning at Wrestle Kingdom because of the destruction to the UK and the US titles that David Finley did. Um where Wrestle Kingdom 18 will now be a triple threat match between Osprey, who is the current UK champion, US champion, whatever you want to call it, David Finley, and John Moxley. So, yeah. I guess, before we get into the rest of the card, do you think that they should bring the IC title back? I, I think I know the answer to that. And, um, who, do you, who do you have early on going into this match? No, you don't have to make a, an actual prediction. Like, who are you leaning towards? Obviously, that's not going to come for another two months. Yeah, that's hard. That's that's kind of what makes it hard to say. But leaning towards is still Finley, honestly, for two reasons. First of all, on commentary, when he originally broke the belts, I think it was uh, uh, Chris Charlton said that Gato told him that um, for the for the Rebel era, they're going to make a, a new belt specifically for Finley. And if that's true, if they're going out of their way to go make like an entirely new fucking belt, and it's not just a return of the Intercontinental, you think it's going to be like the Irish title instead of? (laughs) No fucking clue, brother. But (laughs) I will say that with Osprey most likely leaving to AEW and Moxley most likely, obviously, being in AEW for the rest of his fucking life, um, I I wouldn't be surprised if this is a a way that they're trying to get Finley some more credibility by having him him, catapult him, like, hey, look who I beat. Yeah, yeah, I I, I see that. If they're making a belt specifically for him and putting him against two guys with a lot of credibility but aren't necessarily in the company, then I I can see that. I can see that. Now, I can't judge, obviously, how the Japanese fans are taking to David Finley, but I can tell you right now the U.S. Yeah. fans are not a huge proponent. Yeah. Well, it's because you have to look at who he's following. He's following fucking Jay White and Kenny Omega. Like, there's no way. No way. He's, he's never been that. He'll never be that. It's always going to feel kind of like a, a bad... Which is crazy to think about because David Finley was in the same class as Jay White, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's insane. Yep. Um, all right, looking at the rest of the card, do you have the card pulled up for Wrestle Kingdom 18? 
No, I can though. Yeah, pull it up. <laughs> Tell me what our hype levels early on in no on November twelfth for a January fourth show. What are our hype levels for the announced matches at Wrestle Kingdom eighteen? Obviously, we have this match, and you're gonna have uh, Naito versus Sonata for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. It's American ass search engine. I type in WK eighteen card, and it brings up fucking NFL Week eighteen. All right. Um, let's see. Oh, I know you. I know you don't give a fuck about half of these because Sonata and no, uh... I want Naito to win. <laughs> I know I want Naito. I'm, I will be wearing my Lij shoes during that show. I want Naito mm-hmm. to win so fucking bad. Yeah. Um. Right now, probably like a seven. Uh, depends on what else they add. But it already, it already, it's already shaping up to be a pretty good show. Okada Danielson rematch is going to be good. Yes, um, obviously, yes, for sure. Obviously, Despian and and Hiromu is going to be good. Uh, Shingo and Tamatanga. Tamatanga. Everybody kind of shits on his his wrestling and stuff, and they've already had this match multiple times. Uh, like they've, I think they've they've wrestled two or three times already for. <laughs> <laughs> I think even for the open weight belt, so I don't know why they're doing this one again. Seems weird. That one, I'm uh, whatever. On none of those matches have like they're they're not bad, but none of them have stood out as as anything really special. Which is something that's hard to say about Shingo's other matches. So I don't know if it's just a weird pair up or if Tama. I, I mean, nobody is putting Tama on like their top twenty or anything. But I mean, he's not a bad wrestler. I think he just does better in tag stuff. Um, the the triple threat is going to be cool. Um, so you think it would have done better as a singles if they would have kept him heel? Probably, yeah. Like I mean, if they his... would, if they would, if we would have stayed in Bullet Club and broke him away from being in a tag team and made him singles in Bullet Club, he probably would have been a bigger deal. I think. I think that's part of the problem too. He cut his hair, and then also he's, he's just got a hard. He's got a hard time being like a cool face in a way that's very easy for him to be a cool heel, and um, he just that that switch it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't grab the attention the same way. I guess it's not necessarily his fault or anything. It's not anything he's specifically doing wrong. It's just the change in the look and then the change in the uh, like uh, orientation of his of his character. Just it's not really hitting the same. Um, but it's not like there's anything I could point out and say that he's doing wrong with it either. It's just just different. Um, and then Sonata and Naito, and, and that's not just because I, I don't want him to block me on Twitter again. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm genuinely just like, you know, it's just not, it just doesn't hit the same. Um, and then Sonata and Naito, I think everybody at this point kind of wants Naito to win. Not necessarily because they're all Sonata haters like you, but um, I, I think Naito just getting another run right now would be good for the, good for the company, I think. And Sonata's run has not been good for the company. That's why. It's not uh, I will say that it has not drawn as much interest from the international fan. Do you, there's no way that you can sit there with a straight face and say that Naito's popularity away from the U.S. in Japan is not 10 levels higher, 100 well, levels higher than that's Sonata. What I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's a, it would be good for the company because he's more popular, yeah. He definitely needs to win this fucking title. Um, okay. Also, I believe that it would help out, help make him look better with his stable too. Like, see what happens when you left my stable. Your stable's already fucking crumbling. You've already had people fucking turn on you. Your stable wasn't even a year old yet, and somebody already fucking left your stable. And you left my stable. Yeah, you got the you got the title, but then I beat you for that title. Would make it. I think would make his stable 
regain some credibility when everybody would seem to be leaving his stable when you had evil leave and then you now you, then you had sonata leave and they both won the world title mm. away from him naito getting it back i think would restore a lot of credibility for his stable as well yeah um did you uh did you see the um shingo versus trent beretta match no what, was, i saw highlights it, of it it was just the other it was like two nights ago but yeah, yeah it was that's that's one of those that's one of those things where when i'm looking at shingo versus tama on paper i'm like it could be good but then having seen this match before i know it won't be but like shingo in matches normally and it's not like again trent nothing wrong with trent trent's a good wrestler but he's not somebody that you think of as like top top guy but you go watch that fucking match and it's like there's just there's something there that's between the trent match and shingo versus tama and shingo the funny thing is is even though i know shingo will beat trent Mm -hmm. and i know that and i don't know if tama will uh i don't know if shingo will beat tama because of how new japan books especially at Mm -hmm. wrestle kingdom i'd still rather see the trent beretta Shingo match. Even so though I know word? he's going to lose, because I, I think it's just a way better match. Oh, just like style matchup, you mean? Just entertaining. Yeah. It was more entertaining. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is about Thomas the singles, but it's just, it's, it just doesn't hit the same for me. And he's not, a, he's not, like I said, he's not a bad wrestler. He's solid all the way around. I just doesn't really hit the same. All right. But yeah, that, that Trent, that Trent match with Shingo is really fucking good. Was there any other matches announced that you didn't go over yet? Um, no multi tags, I mean, obviously, right? They the don't tags, announce those yeah. super well up. Nah. Okay. So, so Danielson, Okada, Sonata, Naito, and the Triple Threat, and then of course the Junior Heavyweight. Those are pretty good fucking matches. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I guess it depends on where they slot Tanahashi on the card. If they slot Tanahashi, on the oh, card. Tanahashi will be on the card. I well, go. maybe after. Yeah. If he if he has like a singles match, I'll go eight. I'll I'll do hype level eight, depending on who is. Well, if it's a singles match, I think he'll it'll obviously be against somebody that's obviously decent, or he wouldn't be in a singles match against them. But if they slot Tanahashi in a multi tag match, yeah, it'll probably be a seven like you. Do uh, Omega versus Tanahashi run that back from right before Kenny left? I mean, you could do you could do all kinds of shit because of how many people that. I've been on Wrestle Kingdom. Like you could do a, you could do an Eddie Kingston match. You could do Eddie Kingston versus Tanahashi for the New Japan Strong Title. Mm. That'd be cool. Yeah. King, you know, somebody said on Twitter though that, that it was so fucking annoying. They were like, they were talking about the ROH stuff. And they're like, I don't even know who the ROH champion is right now. And blah blah. I was like, how far do you not know who the ROH champion is right now? First of all, he's a double champion. Secondly, they did a whole goddamn story arc with the, Huge the match story. Was Huge on story an and one of the most popular wrestlers in the world. What do you mean? That that's a you problem, and then I go through his fucking Twitter, and the man's like constantly post about TNA shit and Impact. Uh, like I search his shit for Eddie, trying to see if he's ever mentioned Eddie Kingston. He's mentioned Eddie Kingston like twice, like nine nine hundred other fucking mentions for Eddie Edwards. Like, bro, you're just not watching the right show. What do you mean? <laughs> like, I can't imagine why you don't know who the champion yeah. is if you don't watch the product. Now, who lives in a TNA Impact bubble that badly? That I, that was weird to me too. Like, you got a, what, a solo TNA fan? That's crazy. There's no, there's no. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with liking TNA. I'm not saying that. I'm just yeah. saying to only well, watch TNA. TNA. That'd be like me yeah. only watching arena football and not watching NFL yeah. or Canadian football or any of the other sports. I'd be like, I don't know who the fuck won the I'm Super Bowl. What do you arena mean? football fan. Yeah. And then get on Twitter like, I don't know who won the Super Bowl. They didn't advertise it enough. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, bro? Yes. What accurate. do you mean? That's accurate. Uh, 
All right, Jesus. let's move on. We got the more burning topic. Speaking of burning, oh, the contract between CW and NWA looks like it's been burned up. <laughs> let's talk about this for a second. Um, WWE NXT is now officially moving to the CW. We talked about the NWA the last couple of weeks about moving to the CW. Mm-hmm. One week, first week we said it better be the CW. Then the next week it literally came out that it was the CW. And now this week it's coming out that, oh, it's NXT's going to CW. And now the NWA is in jeopardy of not being on CW at all and possibly even being on their app only or some shit that I read. Um, how crazy is this in a three week span to go from, hey, we got a deal and then us being it better be CW or it's or it's a bus. Then it being CW and then literally after your last pay-per-view, uh, 212 buys. Uh just goes up in flames because of a spot, some dumb spot that had nothing to do with wrestling on your show. Here's the thing. If they if they signed NXT that quickly afterward, it wasn't because of the spot. You think this um, is a WWE ECW TNN type deal? I, that, they, or they, just they, like they, they saw were... that they could get WWE so they kicked off yeah. the smaller one? Yep. 100%. Because I I'm I'm there's no way they would have signed a deal with NXT that quickly if they weren't already talking to them. And they might use that cocaine spot as like a a reason or like an excuse or whatever. But I'm pretty sure it was just, oh, wait, hold on. We can actually get NXT. They're, they're on board from the talks that we were having before, whatever. Let's do that. Fuck off with this other one. I don't think I... It, it, you now, could say I'm not that, saying that you can't have both. But I, I find it hard to believe that pumping that much money into NXT... For, uh, it's a five-year deal, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's anywhere from 35 to $37 million a year for NXT. So that would be... Uh, 175 million minimum 175 million dollars from cw for five years for nxt you're not pumping that money into that and then also spending more money on a nwa product even if you were spending that like even if you're showing it at 12 at night in a uh, you know, shift or something you know what might get them to do that is if if it's nwa paid them because <laughs> all the eyes no are gonna be on that they show. don't have any money to do yeah. this hey bro. you don't know how much money billy corgan's got I, I know it's not enough to pay CW to be on their network. Now, I know CW because lost a lot of programming with all their DC shows are gone now. Walking Dead, mm-hmm. I mean, not Walking Dead, but uh, Supernatural's gone. Yeah. Uh, so you got no Same Supernatural. Thing. You got no more Vampire Diaries. You got none of your DC shows, your four fucking four or five DC shows that you had where it was uh, uh, da, 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 Flash, Arrow, um, Small the time-traveling one, that was Legends of Tomorrow. Weird legends tomorrow you had supergirl that moved over and then you also had batgirl or whatever batwoman or whatever that failed miserably after one and a half seasons or whatever it was two seasons so you have none of those shows so you don't have to spend any money on that so i guess you could technically have enough money to do both but do you want to just go from hey we're a dc dc showing uh program to now hey we're just going to feature a bunch of fucking wrestling and see how it goes cw stands for c wrestling um the uh the thing with the NWA deal, if they did keep it even having NXT, is that it only benefits NWA. It doesn't really do that much for CW because they'll be able to, to like kind of piggyback off of other wrestling viewers already. Uh, if if that were the case on that channel, but that's pretty much it. Thursday I don't night, see any reason PM, to keep baby. Old school, yeah. The fucking era. It's, it's gonna be. A, it, let's say let's say they kept it. It would be a mm-hmm. shitty. It would be a shitty time slot, or it'd be a shitty day. I'm telling you, it would not. I don't think it would work. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be against it. I NXT? guess it depends on what you're already showing and what their numbers are. I guess. Yeah. 
It'll be they like a short. It, I would do like a short term deal, like a year. Let's uh-huh. test it out. Let's see what happens. And if you're not getting more numbers than what we already had right. up there, then we're just going to pull the plug out a year and just not not resign a new deal. Well, that's the thing that people who who bitch about AEW ratings don't understand too is that what TBS used to have in that time slot was not doing anywhere near those fucking numbers. I promise, they don't care. They don't care if it's like uh, if if Collision gets like a 400k one one week or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's what because... I've said. That's what I've said about Collision on Saturday when I said it'll work. It'll it doesn't work in terms of comparing it to other wrestling shows that are not mm. on Saturdays or that were on Saturdays in in the past. But there's literally nothing on TV on Saturdays when it's not fucking college football season. Nothing. That's why they play fucking straight movies all fucking day. Because they know no one's fucking watching the shit. No one's going to sit there and watch movies that you can watch on a streaming service with no fucking commercials and sit there and watch a fucking TV screen that has 80 fucking commercials. That just doesn't happen. Like, censored versions of it, too. Um, Yeah, consolidated versions, censored versions, yes, all that. Yeah, Because they have to fit Uh, it in a two-hour window type shit, yes. Or just watch a Christmas story fucking nine times in a row. But, yeah, um... The 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 thing with the CW though, if if they have NXT again, the only the only people that'll benefit to keep uh, NWA on top of that would be NWA. I, I just I don't see any scenario where they do both. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about some more network stuff. Mm. Here is the breakdown that I've come up with here. This is all three uh, of the major WWE shows: SmackDown, yeah. NXT 2.0, and Raw what program or what network they're currently on and what network they're going to. And in Raw's case, possibly going to. All right, so SmackDown is on Fox. It's going to the USA Network. NXT is on the USA Network. It's going to the CW. And Raw is on the USA Network, but it is leaving. Possibly. There's still an outside chance that they could stay. But the rumor right now is that it's going to FX is the favorite for its landing spot. What do you think about this? And how crazy is it that we might see WWE on three different networks, dude, at the same time? Like, that's never happened before. Why'd your, why'd your voice just do the Brock Lesnar break on this? Let's do this! <laughs> um, I, uh, I don't know that moving to FX would be a better network for them. Um, I was, SmackDown's going to lose a lot of viewers not doing Fox anymore. Hey, man, whoever I, gives them the money, it's a, better, it's a better move for them. They don't care. Just like AEW but... doesn't care about the ratings, it's about what money is coming in and what you're doing. I mean, they matter a little bit, but they don't matter nearly as much as what the fucking people on the internet think they matter, right? Yeah. If no, FX is going to give WWE a shit ton of money for Raw, then they don't give a fuck what if there's a, if it's in a million less households or whatever than USA. Yeah. I just I think that when they start doing those one-to-one comparisons on stuff like that's about to happen this upcoming week, where Collision's running on a Friday because SmackDown or because their pay per view is on uh, Saturday, you're gonna have these head to heads with SmackDown and, and Collision, and people are gonna make comparisons to the old ratings and say, "Oh, well, they they did however many less or whatever compared to last time they were head to head." Blah blah blah. Um, so I mean that. Well, they, that's why do... we don't even like on this show. We don't even talk about that. We don't. We but... don't. I know. We don't really. T- we we do still do the ratings. When it was AEW versus NXT, because that was the hot new yeah, thing or whatever. Yeah. But we on this show don't even talk about well, WWE's ratings in 2002 were fives or whatever compared to now, and mm-hmm. they're 1.67s and shit like that because it was a different time. So there's no point in even bringing those old ratings up, honestly. People will do it though. That's what I'm saying. And it, it you have to you wonder from the point of view of like, um, being a 
brand with a competitor, how much that factors into uh, some of their decision making when it comes to where they move, like whether or not they're still going to be able to, to make it look like they blow out the competition as much when they're not on a network TV, they're on cable. So. Right. I don't wrong I mean, on that seems weird to me. Like, okay, so so here's the deal. Let me let me try to break this down a little bit. Mm-hmm. The coolest thing about this for WWE's case is that even though Fox literally came out with a report saying that they were bleeding money from the <laughs> WWE deal, USA yeah. decided, hey, we'll give you we'll more money more. for the same amount yeah. of time. They yeah. gave them one point two billion when Fox only gave them one 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 billion for the same amount of time for five years. So now USA is going to get rid of, of the flagship show because like you said a few weeks ago, they just saw the ratings from Fox not realizing that, or I mean, I'm sure they realize it, but I, that's not how it comes off. It comes mm-hmm. off like they didn't realize it. You're going to get the same amount of ratings for SmackDown as you did Raw. Yeah. I feel like, unless you just feel like the, there's more viewers on Fridays than there are Mondays, but I just don't see how that's possible. So you got SmackDown getting uh, $200 million more than their previous TV rights deal with Fox. Mm-hmm. NXT, for the first time ever, is bringing in you a shit ton of money. $175 million for five years. That's minimum, because the report is 35 to 37, so I just went with 35. Minimum, never going to $175 again, million for NXT. Yeah. And then whatever the fuck Raw ends up getting from either USA, which if they go to USA, it'll be drastically lower than probably whatever the one is now. So they'll probably lose a little bit there. But if they are able to land on another network, it's a good shot, good chance that they're going to get around the same or more than what mm-hmm. they previously got in their last uh, TV negotiations for Raw as well. So like, if you're sitting there with like WWE, you're like, oh, we're in a good fucking spot. Like, you can't be in a better spot right now. And I don't know if you can really attribute that to Vince or anything because he's just sold out fucking eight, what, $8.5 million worth of shares or whatever. Um, eight, eight million of his shares. Eight million of his shares, yeah. Eight million of his lot. shares. Yeah, yeah, a shit ton. So, um, unless he's going to fix that limp, only had, I don't know what, only I don't understand. 20, I think he only had 29 million. So, you're talking about almost a third of his That's shares. That's pretty crazy. So, either he's slowly just fading his way out the door and he literally only did come back for the fucking TV rights deal and to do the sale, like everybody was saying. Yeah. Is that possible? Seems like they're, Is that possible that he was actually out. telling the truth and he just came back for the sales? That man ain't never told the truth. He's fucking Hulk Hogan. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I never heard it come out of his mouth, so I can't say that <laughs> he'd say that. This is all hearsay, yes. obviously. Yeah. Um. I I think it's more likely that he's just started to get pushed out, and he just kind of he was like, okay, he doesn't like the whatever. new role he's in, huh? He don't like the, not being in that creative role, probably. Eight, he's like, oh, we got plans shares. for you, Vince. You got you gonna sit at his desk and write an essay, and he don't his like con- that shit. I think that gives up his controlling stake in it, doesn't it? Because if he's if he's given up, because he didn't have, he's given up a third of the amount that he had. I'm trying to remember how many, how many is controlling I don't know. shares. It's not. I mean, on the surface, it looks like, like you said, he's on his way out. Now I don't know if he's being or he's going to go start he another wrestling company. Yeah, he just might want to be out. Maybe he wants to go start another company. Maybe he's going to go buy NWA. That'd be funny as hell. <laughs> Talk about a full circle moment. Because they wouldn't sell it to him before. Yeah. Um, Billy right, let's move on. We'll move on. 
All right, two big signings for AEW. Two big signings for AEW in Megan Bain and Mariah May. Mariah May debuted this week on Dynamite. Megan Bain was on Dark and Elevation a few times, but apparently was signed for months and no one knew. And she's been on excursion in Stardom. Now, obviously, we knew she was in Stardom, but we just thought she went to fucking Stardom. Yeah. Um, when Elevation and Dark got the plug pulled on them in favor of Collision and Ring of Honor. Yeah. But apparently, she's been over there under AEW contract the whole time. So, obviously, these are two huge signings, in my opinion, is when you're looking at strictly women's division. But how big do you think they'll be? And I guess the, the main question that I got from this is because not only do you have Megan Bain and Mariah May going to AEW, right? You also have Kyrie coming back to WWE, okay? Yeah. Mercedes is still out there on a paper, paper appearance deal, and everybody's trying to figure out where the hell she's going to go, if she's going to go back to WWE and be involved in this new damage control storyline, or if she's going to go to AEW, obviously, because of uh, everybody's dream matches that she has over there um, with Hater and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a couple, but I don't know if it'd be worth... Yeah, okay, good. Sorry. Then, of course, you have All In 2 coming up as well, which is a big deal. Um, I like the focus that is on the women's divisions and bolstering them, but does it really matter if we're not giving them more than one match a show? Yeah, because, I mean, you can still do you can still do a lot with the one match. Um, and a lot, of this, a lot of the problem with the women's division, it's not just the fact that they're not getting many matches. It's that there's no story behind them. So as long as they're still doing shit backstage and they're still in segments and stuff, it, yeah, it's still. I mean, it's. I mean, it's still AEW fine. is still sitting on Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb right now, which are two of their better wrestlers. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with Deeb. That seems weird, and I wonder if that has anything to do with the uh, Skrull connection or, or something like that, where they kind of got. Yeah, but everybody knew she had a Skrull connection before when she yeah. was in AEW, and I don't see I how we can hold that against her. I, I mean, who you who you're with is a choice. So I agree. I agree with that. But if she made her choice to overlook or forgive, depending on how you look at it, Skrull for his actions. I'm not saying that we have to forgive Skrull because I don't, but I think, I think it's weird. I think it's creepy, but I'm not going to hold Serena Deeb responsible for that. Like we don't need to cancel Deeb for that. We cancel the right person for that. We do that with Paige with her shitty boyfriend, right? Yeah, but I don't boo Paige. I like Paige. Well, yeah, she has a shitty boyfriend. I'm not holding her against it. I do think she should have better taste of men. And it's not just him. It was Del Rio, too. Yeah. Um, well, all, all I'm saying is that I don't know if that's related, but... I'm just saying, you ha- you're sitting on a shit ton of talent already on both companies. Both companies yeah. are pretty deep right now with women. Big rosters. Mm-hmm. I'm all for bolstering them up more. Hell, go get Heidi Howitzer. I love Heidi Howitzer. She had that yeah. fucking hilarious match with Athena on Ring of Honor. I don't oh, care she... if you bolster them. That's fine. But you've got to have more there. women's match. Two women's matches is not asking for you to change the fucking world here. I don't think it is. Uh, I mean, I've said this before, and I still think it's true. I no, I know think... what you're going to say, and I completely agree with what you're about to say. But yeah, I'm just Tony saying, just doesn't like women you care enough much. to hire the women... <laughs> To make your roster be like, oh, so you can say, hey, look at this piece of paper. Our roster from top to bottom is amazing. It's the best women's roster in the world, but still only Impact has more than one fucking women's match. I mean, I think he likes the women as people. I think he he doesn't like. I think he wants to give them opportunities or whatever. But I don't. I just don't think he likes booking women's matches. I just that's what it is. 
Um, now, I will say on Collision, they did have two women's matches, if I remember correctly. Was it, was it Collision? I watched them back-to-back, so I don't know. There was Ruby, the, Soho, Ruby Soho Ruby versus Soho. Red Velvet was on what? Was that on Rampage? Because uh, Rampage was live this week. I watched them back-to-back this morning, so that's all I, one big show to me. But it was Rampage. Ruby Soho versus Red Velvet, and then, of course, you had uh, Willow versus Julia Hart on so Collision. Velvet versus Soho was on Rampage. Okay, so it's still one... It's still one Women's match per show, then. So I don't. I do not like that. Now on Rampage, it makes sense because you only got an hour. I'm yeah. cool with that. But you can't tell me that you can sit there and have an hour show and have a women's match every week on Rampage, but then you have a two-hour show and you can't equate that to two women's matches. Even if one is a squash, even if one is fucking Nyla Rose coming out and squashing some nobody from that town that they're in, that they're gonna cheer real quick and get a cheap pop, and then Nyla destroys them like Wardlow. I have no issue with that. Just have a fucking second match. I think the the thing with Nyla is they seem to only bring her out as a like random challenger for the belt. Sometimes. Yeah, she's the, she's she like a, she's like she's not the big bad in the video game, but she's like one of the mini bosses, like before yeah. you get to the big bad type deal. Right. But she never wins the big matches anymore. Yeah, they still got Taya Valkyrie sitting doing nothing. Um, because I'm assuming she signed, right? So yeah, she signed. She's yeah. only <clears throat> Taya Valkyrie sitting there. Agreed. They, I mean, they have enough to do like a a like a women's pay-per-view and shit but yeah you're right they just they don't i mean i don't need them to do a pay-per-view but you get what i'm saying though like yeah, yeah no but this is the problem with having like a really deep roster i guess you who would you who what match would you have taken off of uh collision for another women's match probably like what the lfi versus workhorseman one or what yeah probably honestly yeah i'm not i'm not also not only I like the workhorsemen. I don't like them with Kip Sabian. Butcher and Blade and Bunny were with Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford was far a better group table to me. So too. Yeah. Fucking amazing group. I was like literally watching a fucking DC show that we were talking about earlier on CW. With that that was just stable. so good together. It was great. Yeah. He had the henchmen, he had the two two women, and he was the bad guy, the main villain or whatever. Cocky, funny. Had the look. It was good. It was just a good combination. I can't believe we'll talk about that later. But anyway. Well, yeah, probably that match. I'd probably take that match off. Like, obviously, you're not going to probably debut Mariah May in a match in a while because of the storyline that she's coming off with, right? Mm-hmm. Megan Bain is overseas. That's fine. I'm cool with that. But you still are sitting on so much talent. I don't know what the hell's going on with Thunder Rosa uh, still because this four to six injury has been like fucking Bob Orton with a goddamn cast. It's never fucking going to happen, dude. It's never going to be healed. Like, I don't understand. But Not Serena Deeb's in there. I do remember somebody saying that Serena Deeb was injured, but it could. I don't think it was that big of an injury, or we all would have heard about it. She should have been back by now. Well, I feel Dave like she should have been back. Dave mentions in chat. There's two women's matches at Full Gear. Uh, yes, that's true. Um, that's also a what like a three or four hour show. By the Dave, end of it. there's two women's matches at Full Gear. What's the? Yeah. It's Sheeta and uh, Tony, and then um... yeah, Sheeta and Tony. Okay, and then yeah. you got the Triple Threat, which should be a fatal five way and i had this conversation on twitter as well it, what if you're gonna bring back red velvet and she gets the win over ruby soho why are we not just having chris statlander go against uh red velvet willow sky blue and julia hart can i just stop put them all in there yeah. just put them all in there you just had her go over ruby just so she can uh lose anyway because she's gonna lose to fucking sky blue clearly no it's gonna be sky blue right well, yeah, because that's the way the story's going. Is that yeah. They're pushing Sky. Just yeah. put all five. Oh, my God. Just put all five. They all deserve it. I haven't seen a better two return matches for a woman coming back after a long hiatus than Red Velvet in a long time, if ever. 
Her Stat last two Lander. matches were great. Statlander. Yeah, the you can't no the Jade one. She it was like basically a fucking squash. What are I'm you talking about? I mean the one of the pay per view. That's her first one back. I don't count that as the first one. You can't count the championship win as a first match back. No, as, no. it was like it was half a Shut match up. after a, after somebody already had a match. You can't count. count. She won the title. You can't count. You have to it count that as the first match, match back. You count every money in the bank cash in as a real match. That's not what that was. That's basically what it was. It was the Come same on, thing. She didn't win Matt. anything to get that. Mm. She just showed up. I'm just that's what it was though. She clocked in and did her job and got out. That's not a great match. Yeah, it's. And yes, I do count those as matches. They're not good though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do count those. Some of them are good. Some of them. I just need more, bro. I just need more. I'm not asking you to do four, four, four matches in five segments of women on a two-hour show or anything. I don't feel like what I'm asking for is a lot, considering. And I wouldn't be on... asking this. I would not even be asking this if it wasn't because if it wasn't for your roster being as stacked as it is, too. That has nothing to do with it. Two on like, dynamite if, and then if your on roster wasn't others. that good, I don't want to see fucking uh, three women's matches a show. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's mm. very plausible for you with that stacked roster that you have currently, and that's yeah. only getting more stacked that we're finding out this week with Megan Bain and Mariah May to have two fucking matches. You found yeah. out a way to fucking the last two years put uh, Anna Jay and the Bunny in a tag team match that fucking blew the fucking roof off both times when they were in street fights or whatever. And they never used them again as a tag team for the rest of the year. Why can't we just keep that running? <laughs> well, on a more consistent want. basis, I mean. Yeah. You can yeah. throw a fucking tag team match out there and involve more of your women. You got what Amy you, Sakura you, sitting fucking your, there. What's your ideal? Uh, My ideal ratio. setup for women's matches, right? Yeah. Is this like one two on one, dynamite? One women's match on Rampage, two for Collision, two for Dynamite, and then. Three for the pay-per-views, but one could be on the pre-show. Okay. I don't think that's yeah. too much to ask. I really don't. I mean, that, that does almost double what they're doing now, so there you go. I mean, kind of, because they did just do one each on Rampage and Collision. But, yeah, um, for typical weeks. Like, even if <sighs> it it's does... Athena, Ring of Honor, women's title defense on the pre-show, I'm cool with that, too. I just want to see more of the women that are doing fucking really well. Just like I want to see more of Dalton Castle. I want to see yeah. as much Dalton Castle as possible. I sure the hell don't want to see him lose to Nick Wayne, of all people. But whatever. If I can see more Dalton Castle, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm the same way with the women. Like, Athena has been fucking killing it. And we've seen her wrestle one time on AEW TV when all the other champions. And AEW TV, by the way, is literally a pre-show for a fucking zero hour. And everybody that, okay. else is all over the fucking place. I will say about the Athena thing, though, is that keeping her separated like they have makes her seem like super fucking dumb. If they're going to do that, if they're going to do that with their other champions, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Because Eddie Kingston hasn't been seen in a while, right? Samoa Joe just vacated the title. So maybe whoever the new Ring of Honor champion is for the TV title will stay more on Ring of Honor instead of coming over too. Because Mm -hmm. Samoa Joe is probably the most prominent Ring of Honor champion over on AEW TV. Besides Claudio before him, when Claudio had the world title. If you're going to actually separate them and keep them over there like they're doing with Shibata and Athena, then yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm very okay with that. I would say MJF is probably their most prominent right now. Nah. But. Nah. Anyway, I think this is really good for the division. I just want to see the division uh, displayed better on fucking weekly TV. That's all. That's all. That's, the roster is stacked. It's stacked. It's not 2006 SmackDown roster stacked, but it's stacked. Stop. <laughs> Stop. 
Remember how stacked their roster Remember was? Remember how stacked 2006? 2006 SmackDown was? <laughs> All right, anyway. Speaking of... And it's literally uh, just like John Cena, Orton, and Edge. <laughs> Rey Mysterio was on there. Yeah. Don't forget Rey. Don't forget Rey. And Ray. Batista, I think, was on there, too. Hmm. Um, um, I mean, it was stacked, but it's not as stacked as everybody <laughs> claims it to be, though. Not as It's not as much as AEW is. Right you got now. fucking, like, what? You got... Uh, you got Trevor Murdoch and Lance Cade in the background. Like, that's not stacked, bro. All right. So, anyway, what's next for Butcher, Blade, and Bunny? Obviously, Bunny, it's been confirmed that he has parted ways with AEW. We don't feel like Butcher and Blade are too far behind. Although, yeah. Ryan did tell me that um, they are back on the roster page, correct? Yeah, they were briefly off the roster page, and then they were back on it. kind of like it, briefly, so. like, the Young Bucks were no longer EVPs for... I, I know why I know why that was the case. It's because they had the the belt, the trios belt for them um, from uh, ROH in that same slot instead of EVP. Then they lost the belt. So whoever runs the website deleted that and then never and put back replace in the EVP. EVP. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. That's all it was. So anyway, so you talked about a little bit about this with me in text message form when this news came out. And you said that you think she'll go back to Impact is the best option for them, and and it would definitely be the best option for her if she brought Butcher and Blade along with her because they could run roughshod over that tag division and look like beasts, correct? Mm-hmm. Well, that, and I think she could do something with Rosemary. She's still over there, right? Yeah, Rosemary's still there. Yeah, so they could pick that back up. They used to have a thing, so. Um, yeah, TNA makes the most sense. I don't think... I mean, obviously, they're not going and to... And they're all... NWA. I believe they're all... Well... Bunny and Blade are Canadian. Yes. And the operations of Impact is mostly Canadian now. So that would work too. Hmm. I'm pretty sure Anthem is a Canadian t- company. And yeah, then but Scott they still run mostly well. US only. So it's not like... I mean, they, I, they run a lot of shit in Canada there. A lot of their shows are um, in Canada. Yeah, I... We're not, we're not talking about the Asylum in Nashville or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I'm, I'm more thinking about like um, tag division wise. Obviously, if they went, yeah. To so TNA, I mean, you're be... talking about when we think about this. If we're, let's just group them all three together and say that they're not far behind. Okay, I agree with you that Impact is or TNA. I guess we can start calling them now again. TNA mm-hmm. is the ideal spot because not only will they get time, and not only does their cachet from AEW, even though they weren't uh, getting a lot of wins, it would hold more weight there. But then I feel like. It'd be easier for them to come back to AEW if Tony Khan sees like keeps tabs on them and be like, oh man, they're fucking killing it over there. I got an idea that would work great for them. Let me see if they want to come back or whatever. I think that works out perfectly for them. I think if they go to NXT or WWE, it's ugh, I they'll be watered down kind of like the Viking Raiders. That or they'll end up in the grizzled young veteran spot where they're around, everybody knows that they're good, but then they yes, but really they're older, so they're just gonna put over younger guys all the time. Yeah, yeah I agree with that um, too. Speaking of them, where where are they going? Who? Because I've I, grizzled young veterans, because I've seen uh, oh, they're everywhere, dude. They're wrestling all over Europe right now. I don't know where they're gonna go for like their next stop where they're gonna stay for a while, but they are everywhere right now. They are literally wrestling anyone, they're like Cody. When he left WWE, they got a list, bro. True McIntyre. I'm telling you, they're everywhere <laughs> right now. Um, it's crazy. I saw. I think uh, John Silver posted a, a picture of the Dark Order and then those two all together backstage somewhere. So I don't. I don't know where they were together at, but yeah, they're around. Um, no, I just TNA uh, at this point. 
they've built up enough credibility to where if you want to be like a big fish in a smaller pond, it does make sense to go there. So I can see them going there. And they're signing people right now. Yep. So maybe they had some talks with Scott Demore already, possibly. Maybe. I mean, when when it's not like Bunny got released because her contract ran up. She asked for her release and was given it. So um, obviously she wants to do something, whatever it is. And uh, I, I would be surprised if that something wasn't TNA. Because I, I just don't see WWE reaching out to her and being like, hey, do you want like they, it's not like you know it's not like she's a bad wrestler or anything, but it's not like she's been doing anything so crazy that that would be someone that they reach out to specifically. I don't feel like because she hasn't been utilized. Not, not just be not just that. It's not like she's bad or anything because obviously she killed it in both of those street fights. But yeah. just because if you look at WWE bringing in who they brought in, they brought back Nia Jax, they brought in Jade Cargill, they brought in Kyrie Sane. Are they really still in the market for buying? Unless your name is Mercedes, right? Yeah, I would assume it's TNA. All right, let's talk about. Probably the biggest news of Collision, at least in my opinion. It's the Continental Classic, baby. Let's fucking go. You know what's go. crazy? Why didn't I they have an announcement? for that... this shit forever. Why was there no announcement that there was an announcement? Yeah, he trolled that's, you. He told weird. you all. He didn't announce an announcement for an announcement. He got you all. But that was actually pretty here for be one that's big enough to be like, Troll. yeah, let's, we have Troll an important job. announcement. Loved it. He said, you know what? You don't want no more announcements for announcements? If you won't watch the show, you're going to miss a fucking announcement now. So, fuck you. That's great. And the announcement was great. Continental Classic, which is their version of the G1. Um, round Robin Tournament, 12 people, 6 people in each league or group or whatever. I think he used the word league. Um, yeah. And it will culminate at the new December pay-per-view World's End. So, yeah, Round Robin style tournament. And it starts on Dynamite this week, I believe, as well. And I've been saying I hope that they just created their own G1 every time we started talking about fucking Brian Danielson going over to do a G1. I was like, why don't they just create their own? They got enough fucking people. And yet, here we are. And you want to do it on his fucking last year of wrestling. So we can go ahead and say that. He's injured. What are we doing here? Fucking injured hell. This man, he announced Danielson for All In 2. You think he wasn't supposed to be at All In 1? What makes you think he's going to not be injured at All In 2 going into All In 2? After this tournament, you're just going to give him the rest of the fucking time off until we get to September? That's the crazy thing, too. It's like, okay, Danielson has a broken orbital bone right now. Um, by the way, he's going to be in our version of the G1. After that, he's going to be wrestling at Wrestle Kingdom against Okada again. And then, yeah, by the way, we're promising he's going to be good for, like, All In 2. <laughs> They're running this man right. Promising ragged. he's going to be at All In 2 is ballsy. I'm just going to throw yeah. that out there. Um, gotta, anyway, let me go ahead. Let me finish bit. this real quick. Um, okay, so my only reservations about this is because... I am I'm, I am worried somewhat that it won't be as stacked as the G1 is as far as talent goes um, when they had, well, not when they branched out, when they got, they got so many people now that you can throw in a Toriyanu and Honda and shit like that. Wrong and, with and other people that you know is not going to win type deal. But mm -hmm. before when the G1 was, you know, fucking 12 people, 16 people, 8 people, whatever, and it was fucking stacked. You're seeing Okada, Tanahashi, Naito, Omega, all in the same fucking like half of them are all like dudes that you're like, holy shit, who's gonna win this? Mm -hmm. AEW should not have this problem. They should have a stacked 12 person roster. It shouldn't be the case at all that we have to think about this. But if you looked at some of their past battle royals and shit like that, yeah. that gives me reason to pause. 
It was nice to not see any disappointment on social media for what the announcement was. Agree. Like, everybody is on board with this. Now, I will say that that will end if they come out there and fucking say uh, Chuck Taylor is in this. I'm just letting you know. People will be getting pissed. First if you all, don't. I like Chuck Taylor. Don't start your shit. Wrong. I'm just saying German. that we know right. Chuck Taylor's not winning the fucking Continental Classic. He don't want to be one of the 12 guys. That's all I'm saying. I love Chuck Taylor. Chucky e. T, you baby. You don't know. I love he him. could turn it up. But he's, <laughs> that's not who we want in this. That's not I think he's, in, he's, he's injured right now anyway. But yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. Well, well, I don't want Darby in it either. I don't either. That that was the one that I okay. So when Tiger Style Pro posted his twelve, that's the one I switched out. Who'd you like, switch him out for? Jeff Jarrett, baby. Oh my god, no, he's not at mine. Either. Oh my god, that's so bad. <laughs> that's so bad. Let me find what mine were. Let me find what mine were right quick. We're going to fantasy book this. Let's fantasy book it. All right, we're going to switch over. Monster fantasy booking for the Continental Classic. Okay, so do you have any um? Reservations about how they're going to use in this. Um, I think it'll be. I think there's no way to book it with twelve guys that you think all have an equal chance of winning. I'll say that. Oh, I do. Oh, I do. Not not with the not with the fucking social media fan base out here. No, because they'll be bitching about every little fucking thing. Especially because AEW doesn't like to book DQs, countouts, shit like that. They like to book straight up finishes. For the most part, especially in these style, this style type stuff, like you never, you don't really see a lot of countouts or DQs in tournaments, and they've had a lot of tournaments. Um, but I guess I could point to the Owen Hart Foundation this last year too. Like we knew who the fuck the final two were going to be when they announced those brackets. Like I don't want that. I don't okay. want you. To, I do not want to see Danielson and uh, fucking five Nick Waynes in his bracket, and then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being real. And five Nick Wayne's in his bracket. And then on the other side, I see like Hangman Page and uh, five oh, AR Foxes in his in his bracket. Yeah. I just don't want to see that because you know who's going to win. Mm-hmm. I want there to be... Okay, let me find mine. And I'm not throwing shade at any of those dudes. I'm just saying where they're positioned at on the card and stuff like that. Yeah. Currently you know, is probably, obviously yeah. in is into this. Now, I do have a couple... Where the fuck is my shit? Oh, here we go. Group A. Now, I do have a couple that I threw in there, like a Yano and a uh, Honda. They're not comedy wrestlers, but There's they're guys that could get Yano. upset. I don't know why he's saying Yano, okay? Yano... They could, because a... Yano always starts off strong and then just fizzles out. That's why. So He's got an endurance problem. It doesn't mean he's not a good wrestler. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know if any of these dudes are going to have endurance problems. But I've got Group A. I've got Roosh, Brian Cage, Swerve, Adam Page, Claudio, and Dalton Castle. Okay? So you don't think Page... Fitz is one of the guys that you just know immediately isn't going to win? No. I could easily see him losing to Claudio Roosh. He's had a crazy uh, trilogy with Brian Cage. He just lost a swerve last pay-per-view. Yeah, he could easily rack up losses in that group. No, that's what I'm saying. Cage, you're putting him in as somebody that you know isn't going to win. I'm, yes, I'm saying I, said, all I just people, said that I did put two I people know. in. I, I see that, but listen, why wouldn't you have 12 people, because they can do this, 12 people that all could win? Because if you put Cage in there, he's not going to okay, win. Okay, listen, this is how I did it, okay? okay. I, I'm going to answer this question. This was critical thinking. Who is okay. involved with minor storylines without titles? I added into this. Who I've missed that should be highlighted more? You'll see that, like a Brian Cage, for instance. And okay. who are currently not already vying for the world title, like Omega just did, like Samoa Joe is currently doing, like Wardlow's going after. I didn't include any of those guys. 
But I think it makes sense to put those guys in because then that gives them a storyline reason to have a shot. At no, the- I don't agree with that because they're already in a major storyline for the world title. That's an ongoing thing with MJF. Whereas these guys are like right below that and deserve to be on a weekly fucking TV basis. In my group B, Danielson, Miro, Andrade, Hobbs, Scorpio Sky, and Lance Archer. Scorpio Sky. Yes, someone that can go, that can steal wins from other people, and that is not featured prominently enough on TV. Okay. I almost threw Sean Spears in there, too, but I didn't know who I wanted to take out. Mine would be Danielson, obviously. You can't Uh, just throw Danielson, Omega, Jay White. That's not how this works. Jay White's already fighting. Doesn't matter. Fucking full gear for the title. You have to put some kind of fucking actual thought process into this, and you're not going to have Omega and Jay White go in there and then not come out. Why not? Because you can only have two people come out. I understand that. That's not, you're not going to just. That's how it is in the G1, too. You got Naito and fucking people not coming out of that. That's not how that's going to work. Okay, so. How many G1s have you watched? First of all, a lot. So have I. And I can tell you, they have really high guys in there that don't necessarily come out as And they don't have really high guys in there. And you're trying to do all high guys, which is you can't do. Yes, you can. Here's the thing, too. You're telling me that none of these dudes deserve to be in this fucking tournament? I wouldn't put Scorpio Sky in there. And it's not anything to do with him. It's just they haven't been booking him to do shit lately. That's my point. Why shouldn't they book him, though? Because it's a continental classic. Jesus Um, Christ. Anyway, my point is is that I think think right, right now, I can tell you right now, Mm-hmm. Danielson's winning this fucking thing. I'd put all my money on Danielson winning this. There's no way you're going to have your first ever one, and you know he's not coming back for any future ones because this, this is last year in wrestling. Mm-hmm. I already think that this is phoned in. Well, that Danielson's on. winning. This is last full time year in wrestling. He's not coming back just to wrestle a fucking round robin tournament. Dude, that's not how that works. He, he that's might. That's not how that works. He might. Um, you know what he could do the next continental classic whoever wins the whole fucking thing then he comes out and be like you should put your continental classic thing on the line against me since i won the first one (laughs) and then just come back for the one match instead of doing the whole fucking round robin trying to skip the line um so mine i've got danielson swerve um hangman cassidy jeff jarrett yeah i can't i'm not putting cassidy in because he's the current international champion just can't do it almost put they Penta put, in. I really wanted to put Penta in. In fact, if I took Scorpio Sky out, I would put Penta in his spot. Okay, but again, when we're comparing it to the G1, their secondary champions are always in the G1. So what do you mean? Yes, but I wouldn't do that here because your roster is more stacked than New Japan. But the reason that you do it is to set up matches for that secondary title after These the matches are already set up that I have in here. That's why I have fucking uh, Swerve, Adam Page, and Brian Cage all in the same bracket and then on the other one i've got miro and andrade all in the same bracket and who doesn't want to see miro and hobbs again in a meat fest again that's why they're in the same bracket all right so i got danielson swerve hangman cassie jeff jarrett miro and then omega roosh claudio jay white omega is not doing this i promise you i'd be shocked if omega's name pops up in this yeah He I, lost his match against MJF, so I now he's got to find a way pop. to get back to the bill. I'd be excited, but then I'd be like, instant Danielson and Omega at the mm-hmm. same time in a fucking G1 style tournament. That's and if, it is, if it's blocks, as stacked baby. as you want it to be, yep. they're going to get fucked up in this thing. The yep. two people that are known for injuries lately, that's not a good combo. 
That's why they're maybe neither one of them make it to the final because they're both hurt. They're gonna have to fucking. Is he gonna pull them out like the New Japan does and then just not even replace them? Just pull them off the motherfucker? No, this is why I have them in opposite blocks, and then that'll be the final. They can't get if they can't get to the final. They'll be all right. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Who, who's going to hurt Danielson, man? Cassidy? Everyone that you no. put in there. That's why you, you just stacked it from fucking top to bottom as all main event dudes. It's what you just did. A-Block's you... not... No, listen. A-Block is not anybody that's going to hurt Danielson. It's Danielson, Swerve, Hangman, Cassidy, Jeff Jarrett, Hangman is not going to hurt him? No. That'd be all right. Okay. Fucking Andrade just hurt him with the same type of move that Hangman does as a finisher. He'll be all right. Okay, okay, guys. He hit him right across the face with a clothesline and fucked him up. That's different. But Hangman can't do that. Hangman's Andrade is Andrade is much stronger. Andrade's in my shit. If I imagine me seeing three straight Andrade matches against him, him and Lance Lance Archer, him versus Hobbs and him versus Miro, three straight matches. Holy shit! And then he gets to fight Danielson again too. Oh my god, dude! If I don't put in Jeff Jarrett. That's how Andrade comes out of my group B because he just destroys everyone and breaks all their faces. If I don't put in Jeff Jarrett, because I know that some people will be... You don't need to be putting Jeff Jarrett into a round-robin tournament. If it was a regular, like, Owen, I wanted him in the Owen Hart tournament, if you remember correctly. Remember, I wanted him versus Dustin in the first round because they Mm. actually both had direct connections to Owen Hart. That would have been cool with me. In a round-robin tournament, dude? No, not a chance. If I were were to replace Jarrett, it would probably be with uh, Archer. Or Andrade. I don't know which one yet. But I like I like putting Jared in there. That's what's coming out of your two groups. Omega and Danielson? Omega and Danielson, yeah. And then who you got winning the whole thing? I don't know. Depends on a lot of things. I'm surprised which you didn't put Osprey in there. Why is the Osprey not in there? We can have Ospreay's... people from other companies. If if we can send our people to over there, Moxley and mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston over there, why don't why didn't you put Osprey in yours? He's not technically with AEW yet, and I don't Doesn't know what those matter. obligations look like. Yeah. I think it's I think it's a bit harder to get people to come do. You think this first one will just be more traditional, time? and maybe he'll do that later down the line type deal. What bringing some new Japan guys? Yeah, yeah maybe get them yeah. over for like a month or two. Yeah, I mean, I don't see how, why it wouldn't benefit them if it benefited New Japan. Like with the with the relationship that they have, be like, hey, send a couple people to your G one. You can send a couple people to when we have our Continental Classic thing, like a Shingo or a Ishi. I'd be so cool with that. The, um, so now let's let, let's here. let's redo it now with New Japan dudes. Oh, it's so like now we're gonna add in Okada ass. and Naito and um, and Osprey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're adding all these dudes in there. So this thing is like at the the pay per view is like the very 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 yes, back December thirtieth, correct? Yeah, December thirtieth. So we're looking at like a month and a half. Um, oh, straight wrestling. Yes, they're gonna. He was like announcing all the dates and shit during the thing or whatever. But it's gonna be like for th- from this week to the rest of the year, it's gonna have Continental Classic matches. It's gonna be insane. Yeah. I assume that Good. they'll be replacing the rankings page with the results of this, like the the stats or standings or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this, that's, that's speaking of the rankings, that's kind of what I was getting at with bringing up, like putting Wardlow or Samoa Joe or whoever in this is that Samoa Joe, his storyline does lead to him having a, a good reason for a shot. If MJF asks him for help in the tag match, they do it. Then he owes Joe a shot or whatever. But Wardlow doesn't really have like a good claim to a championship match. So if you do put him in something like this, it still makes sense. You can say, oh, he's already involved in a story or whatever. He is in the story, but he doesn't have a good storyline reason for Tony to book him in the match. So that's that's what I was getting at with. Yeah, just because well, I mean, buying MJF. All you have to do is piss off MJF enough and he'll give you like three things that you have to do to fight him. 
That's how that story always goes. So what are you talking about? Yeah. yeah That's all he has to do. Keep pissing, keep pissing yeah. MJF off. MJF off uh, to the point where he gets so pissed. So like, oh, you want a piece of me? Okay, well, you can have a, you can have a shot of the world title if you do A, B, C. And then Wardlow goes out and does it, and then he does it. And then you have to, yeah, that all that weird shit, yeah. All right, that's our fantasy booking of the Continental Classic. <laughs> a rough booking idea. We, I can't wait to see it, though. I I really wish he would, like, you want to really fucking troll people with that announcement that was not announced as an announcement? You should have mm-hmm. told us all 12 of the dudes. That would have fucked people up. Like, that was just so much, that would have been so much information to process at one time. I thought it would have been hilarious if you just literally announced and announced a stacked roster like what me or you were saying. Oh, we're going to know in what? People have been like, what so. the fuck? Hey, you already know that it's starting this week. I do not want to go. When we go into a G1, do you not know all the participants that are going to be yeah, in the G1? Do. That's what I'm saying. We're going to know okay, in three well, days. Wednesday is not that far away. Can we get the, can we get the groups, please? Well, I don't want to well, see the first match and then you throw up the group after the first match is over and like, okay, what the fuck? What was the, what? This is the group? <laughs> I can picture the TV real quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pause it. <laughs> I might screenshot that shit. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Or let's do a monster quiz. You ready for some monster quiz time? Hot sure. tag topics is over. Let's do monster quiz, bro. All right. So let's give you your predict. I mean, not your prediction championship. That's mine. Let's do your. Uh, where is your title at? I get rid of your title. Oh, there it is. Quiz champion. Let's talk about it. You are currently. 14 and 6. This is question number 21. Are you ready for this? This is, I don't remember what this is. Oh, okay. This is uh, based off a of Survivor Series, which is coming up soon. And because it was the 26th anniversary of the 1997 Survivor Series, obviously infamously known for the Montreal screw job earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Here is the question. How many people on that specific pay-per-view are currently contracted to AEW in 2023. Is it A, 3, B, 5, or C, 7? 97. I'm going to start playing some uh, Jeopardy music during this segment when it's a lot of dead air. I got to get the Jeopardy thing or something. I don't know. That might be copyrighted. Might not be able to do that. Maybe I'll just record me doing the Jeopardy theme. Do, 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 do. Well, I'm just I'm thinking about who was around in '97. Like for all we talk about old people coming to AEW, like I don't remember if like were the fucking were the Hardys around in '97. Like that's that's where I'm at. I'm like because they're and then I'm thinking like backstage people, you know, like fucking. What was Jerry Lynn doing in 97? But I don't think it's... Jerry seven. Lynn in 97 was still in ECW, my guy. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> like contracted... Actually, he might have been in WCW as Mr. JL in 97, actually. Mm-hmm. Trying to think of all the... Uh, uh, 97. So WCW takeover wasn't until, like, what, 2000? And then... So... Wouldn't be him. I mean, even even like Taz and shit weren't there yet. So I'm 
Who the fuck? You can do this, bro. You can do this. I'm just, I'm trying to think of all their oldest people. You got this. I feel like you can do this. I mean, I've got a couple, but I don't, if I had, if I had four, I would probably guess five, but I've got, I've got three, but I don't know if three is right. So I don't want to just, if I'm trying to think of one fucking more. Gotcha. So you're ruling seven out completely then. We can we can assume that. I, I don't think it's seven. I think it'd be easier to 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 point at seven of them. You can do this, bro. Fuck. I'm I know I've got three in my head, but I there's I'm probably just missing two, and that's that's why I'm kinda torn. I'm gonna i I'm gonna say I'm going to say five, but if it's just three, I'll, I'll probably be kind of annoyed. Yeah! 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 You got it, bro. It is five. Yeah. Here we go. Who's the three that you had? No, nah, just give me the five. You, <laughs> you, might not, you think you might not even be right with the three? Yeah. You're so, okay, so you just guessed. So what? You got it right. Who were the three that you had, though? I think Edge was one. No. He wasn't there yet? Nope. I thought he was like really well, he wasn't on early, the like... He wasn't on the pay-per-view. Oh, okay. I don't Sorry. know if he was there yet, but he's not on the pay-per-view. All right, here we go. Okay. Billy Gunn. Okay. Justin Rhodes. As gold does, right. obviously. Yep. Jim Ross. Obviously. Fucking didn't even think about him. Okay. Kevin Kelly. Didn't think about him. And you probably didn't think about this last one either. Don Callis as Cyrus. So I, funnily enough, I did have Don Callis, um, but only because you would, I think it, I don't remember if you would post it or somebody else would post it, but they were, they had posted that, uh, and obviously this wasn't um, WWF or WWE or whatever, but it made me think about him because of what he was doing at the time. Was it you that posted that thing with, uh, I retweeted it and said he was the real menace of the video with Bubba Ray yeah, Dudley. Yes. The Dudleys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I no, I actually did have him in mind. Um, I had I had Edge, Goldust, and Don Callis. I didn't even fucking think about Jr. Um, or Billy Gunn, honestly. So yeah, whatever. So it is Billy Gunn, Don Callis, Dustin Rhodes, Jim Jim Ross, and Kevin Kelly were the five that were actually contracted at that show that are now currently still contracted, or that are also now currently contracted in AEW. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, you got it right anyway. So that is correct. We'll give you the 15, 15 and six. Sometimes you just need to blindly guess. So you'll be getting it right sometimes. Yeah, all right. There's only three blind. options. It's not that hard. I'm entirely blind. I'm going to start giving you a fucking, uh, I'm going to load. It takes me some time to work through stuff. All right, let's talk. Let's talk Shooter Kayfabe. Samoa mm. Joe edition. Let me get your title off of there. You got enough. Uh, you got your 15 seconds. Thank you. Fame here. This champion. Get that off there. Alright, Samoa Joe, Shooter Kayfabe Edition, let's do it. There it is. Shoot or Kayfabe, that is obviously like true or false in case anyone doesn't know. True or false, Samoa Joe should have dropped the title to Keith Lee instead of vacating it. Shooter Kayfabe. Shoot. Shoot. 
I, I don't know why the fuck they did it that yeah, way. I understand up. it makes him look cooler, yeah. but it makes it made Keith Lee look worse. Um, and I feel like if you want to tell the story that Joe is done with the TV title and wants to go after bigger shit, you can do that off of a loss. You can just be like, yeah, it's because my focus isn't on this shit right now. It's on MJF and yeah, whatever. Easily, yes, I agree with that. You could have said that your focus wasn't on the TV title because you're going after you want to, you want a shot at MJF shit. I, I think that part. I think you could have done that 100% fine. It wouldn't have derailed from the NJF story at all. Um, and also, it would have given Joe more of a reason to be trying to do the the deal with MJF doing the tag shit or whatever, because if he had just lost, then obviously he wouldn't have as much claim to a, to a world title shot. Blah, blah, blah. I think there were a lot better ways to do this that didn't make Keith Lee look bad, that didn't make the belt itself look like who gives a shit about it. Um, yeah, I wasn't... I, I know people really like this because it made Joe look cool, but there's there's ways to do this that I think probably would have been better overall, yeah. All right. You know what would have been funnier than me, though? Mm -hmm. If it would have vacated before the match started and really pissed off Keith Lee. <laughs> like, Keith Lee think he's getting a Ring of Honor TV title shot, and then he vacates it before? That's never happened. That would be fucking hilarious. And then Keith Lee still has to have the match because it's already signed? That would be fucking hilarious, dude. All right, anyway, next up, Samoa Joe. Uh, Samoa Joe should be MJF's partner at Full Gear, Shooter Kayfabe. Mm. Who are, who's, what tag team are they going against? They're going against the Guns, I'm pretty guns, sure. That's right, yeah. Uh, shoot. I mean, you kind of, you have to give a reason for Joe to get a title shot, so this is fine. I'm fine with it. And finally, Shooter Kayfabe, Samoa Joe should beat MJF at AEW's December pay-per-view, World's End. Mm. Mm. It's funny because his contract negotiations are coming up in January of 2024, which we all know. And I'm wondering if I'm wondering if the the whole reason for setting up a a title match with him on the thirtieth is so that like if if they don't if they haven't reached any kind of deal by then or any sort of I mean, agreement can't or whatever the title Ric Flair style yes <laughs> yeah you just you have whoever he's against at that title uh, that match like two days before the the shit starts just straight up like yeah you okay well you're not gonna win um, if Samojo wins on December thirtieth can you imagine the Internet meltdown of everybody just oh, yeah. assuming yeah, so he's that he's going to he's WWE. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, I don't know. I don't have a real answer on that one because it, it just depends on the contract negotiations. I would book it around the contract negotiations. I was like, let's say the contract negotiations did not exist, and your book just purely booking. Samoa Joe should beat him, or MJF should keep it. It's that's hard too because who wins the Continental Classic also plays into that too. Well, um, I don't think that would play into it unless they have a January pay-per-view. It plays it play into, into it, it until Revolution, unless they announce a January pay-per-view. It plays least, into that's it. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking the winner of the Continental Classic gets a world title shot at whatever the next pay-per-view is after World's End. It plays into it because who has the belt matters when we're talking about who's going for it out of coming out of the Continental Classic. So there's matches. I don't that think that matters with MJF or Samoa because they don't have a problem fighting baby faces or heels. I I think it does. I think that doing certain matches wouldn't really be as interesting to me, um, depending on who wins it. If we think so, Danielson is winning it, I can I will gladly watch Danielson versus Samoa Joe or Danielson versus MJF. 
I don't necessarily think Danielson is winning it though. I think Sting should be in it and he should win the whole fucking thing. Yeah, but I think right. he should win it and then drop it at Revolution. Did you complain about fucking Jeff Jarrett? Shut up. Uh, don't start your shit with me. I've been on the Sting bandwagon ever since they brought his ass in there and said that he should be winning titles over there. I've been there. on the Jeff Jarrett bandwagon since 1996. Okay, shut up. 96? That man started wrestling in the fucking early 80s. What are you talking about? Yeah, Maybe but I wasn't old enough to know. Then you ain't on the bandwagon. That's a long-ass bandwagon. I don't think it's as long as you think. <laughs> I don't think 96 is as long as I think. I'm saying not as long as the fucking late 70s, yeah. Mm. It's like, what, 27 years? Okay, Fabe, then. You don't think so Mojo should beat MJF? Not necessarily. I would say with caveats. Because, uh, like, let's say tired. Jay White... See Jay White versus MJF, then I would, like... But Jay White is not waiting at full gear. Not... And AEW is not known for booking two world title matches, three matches back-to-back. So you think he's going to... And he's clearly not going to be in the... No, Continental Classic. So what are you talking about? No, I'm saying if he wins the Continental Classic, because I have him in it. That's Jay White's I mean. not going to be in the Continental Classic. He's been in G once. He's done fine. That's not how this is about to work at all. Juice might be in it, but Jay White ain't going to be in it. See, this goes back to their roster is so stacked. Why are you putting in people that you know aren't going to win? Jay White's not going to be in it. He's wrestling at full gear. I understand that. But they don't necessarily have to have matches from his block in it. Oh my god. Anyway, I, I am kind of curious if they're going to have any matches of the Continental Classic they'll have at full gear, if any. Maybe one for the Zero Hour or something? Mm. Maybe. I guess it depends on who's in it. Claudio versus Roosh. But you, yeah. probably don't think, you, you probably don't think is going to be in it either. Or Claudio. I have Claudio in mind. What are you talking about? Okay, well then, why would... Yeah, that's probably what I would put on Zero Hour then. Claudio versus I have Andrade. Somebody. Well, they're in different groups. Uh, Andrade versus Roosh both coming out of the groups and going against each other. How about that, motherfucker? Can't put Grand Metallic in there. You know what? <laughs> I don't agree I... with the Grand Metallic thing, right? Like, I really don't. Mm. But someone said that Commander's a better wrestler than Grand Metall- Metallic anyway, and I was like, uh, no, he's not. I like he... Commander. I really yeah. do. But he's not better than Grand Metallic. I don't give a damn no. what nobody he's says. Not. He he does he does flashier shit now in his young age, but I wouldn't say that he's a better wrestler than Grand Metallic at all. No, I will say that tag team match was fire as fuck though. Them and FTR, that mm-hmm. was a good match. I, what's the? Okay, because I don't think you had a problem with him saying that he didn't want to. He didn't want to. No, I have a problem with him over. saying that he doesn't want. He didn't want to go over. I have a problem with that. Oh, okay. I have a problem with the person saying that, oh, it doesn't matter, Commander's better than Grand Metallic at wrestling anyway. That's what I have yeah, a problem with. The person on Twitter. Not, yeah, I, don't, okay. I have an issue with Grand Metallic saying that. You are okay. in no position, Jonathan Gresham, to say that you're not going to drop this uh, match to Commander right. because you had already wrestled him once and lost to him on, what, Ring of Honor or whatever the hell it was? Yeah, that seems weird to me. I, I wasn't a fan of that. I mean, he unless he didn't. just doesn't get along with Commander and... Felt rubbed the wrong way or something, possibly, which I guess is possible. Could you imagine somebody in WCW back in the day saying, "No, I'm not going to job to Blitzkrieg," and it's not really—I mean, depends on who say it was. Job, just go put this person over. I would say because it's not like you're going to get squashed. When somebody says, I, "You got a job to somebody," I'm thinking squash match, not a competitive match, and then you just end up losing. I don't see what the issue is with that. 
And they could have booked it in a way where, you know, it was like a, they could have booked like a roll up or, you know, whatever. There, there's ways to do it where it doesn't make Metallic look bad. You it just really seems just weird. You cost yourself a, a place in AEW with that, though. Yeah. Like you're not I mean, signed that's... to AEW Metallic. Metallic is not signed to AEW. Why are you denying putting someone over for a company that you're not even signed to? Wouldn't you, I mean, wouldn't that could you be, be trying to get signed to this company and doing everything that they ask you to do? No, but that, that could be part of his argument, too, right? Because he's like, well, I don't want to take losses while I'm not signed. And then, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I must have forgot the huge run that he had in WWE. Well, it's not. We're not talking about WWE. We're talking about Mexican promotions or TNA or whatever. It, does, it doesn't look great. It matters. So That's the same shit. You cannot have a problem with losing to AEW, but not having a problem with how they fucking made you lose almost every match oh, in WWE. Oh, okay. I, I'm, I was, yes, but he was under contract in WWE, so it's not the same thing. Like, what I'm saying is that if he's, if he's looking at some of these bookings as this is how I will build my portfolio to sell myself to get a contract somewhere, then I don't necessarily want to lose to Commander. Uh, I see what you're saying. I still disagree, though. Okay. Um, okay. Let's move on to some more po- Let's move on to some positive stuff. How about that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, wait. No, first. No, actually, first, I'm, I'm late on my thing. I got to do this. I gotta do Jack to the drawing board. You ready for this? This is my first mm. edition, and then we'll do we'll end with positive stuff if I remember. Jack to yep. the drawing board. Let's do it. I apologize. I don't know why that was so loud, but I I hit the I, I hit the audio mixer as soon as I, I was like, why the hell is this thing red? Anyway, Jack to the drawing board. Top five women's pay per view matches of 2023 thus far. This is WWE NXT AEW Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling, which obviously is um, I'm just talking about the women's matches that were featured on New Japan. So Battle in the Valley, Wrestle Kingdom 17, not Stardom because I don't have a vast uh stardom watching library here so i'm not going to throw those in there so don't crucify me for not having them in i'm literally prefacing this top five by saying i'm not including stardom you cannot get on me for this all right top five let's do this number five we've got bianca belair versus eo sky at wwe backlash i gave it four stars so there it is right there um actually hold on give me a second and I'll tell you why. All right, sorry about that. Here we go. So I'm going to tell you guys why I gave this or Gave it four stars, and it's number five of the year, okay? Um, but anyway, check to the drawing board. Basically, let me set this up. is where I will give my hot take on a specific category in wrestling via ranking system. And we'll have... I got Ryan in the bottom corner here, he, so you can see his reaction and see how bad this shit is. Starting at number five, we got this one. Four stars. The fans and attendance were heavily invested all night long in Puerto Rico, and it was no different here as they cleared or cheered the heel EO Sky. This is EO's best match so far in WWE up to that point. Um, 
I felt like it was more of a I'm here moment for EO and Bianca definitely helped showcase that. EO later won the Money in the Bank briefcase and successfully cashed in. But this was the match that I believe gave her the confidence. Um, gave management the confidence, I should say. Um, going into that. Um, to actually, like, you know, cash in and mm-hmm. win the fucking title and all that. Like, they felt comfortable because of the reaction that she got. Do you agree with that one? Don't agree with that one? What's the deal? I mean, it's hard to say that I agree with anything before I know what the other ones are. If you want okay, me to yeah, talk that about... Makes, okay, that makes sense. Let's do, let's do number four, then. Number four, I gave a 4.25 to Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus at WWE Payback. Mm, okay. um, Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus. Uh, these two ladies absolutely beat the hell out of each other for 20 minutes inside of a cage. This is easily Trish's best match since coming back from retirement for all the women's... Uh, for the all-women's pay-per-view evolution until today. Meltzer rated the match four stars. I went slightly higher as I believe they both overperformed from what I expected going in. What holds us back from being even higher to me is the fact that Zoe Stark interfered in a match that was specifically announced to keep her from messing with the outcome. Even though, in the end, Becky still won, it still took me out of it from that standpoint. Also, even though Lynch picked up the victory for the record books, Trish proved to a lot of people that even at 47 years old, she should still be considered among the greats in the history of WWE women's wrestling. All right, number three, we've got Mercedes Monet versus Kairi Sane at Battle in the Valley, New Japan. Four and a half stars. I thought 20 minutes, thought 20 minutes in a cage was crazy. Try beating the hell out of each other for over 26 minutes with Joshi style pro wrestling. Mercedes had an insane outing and in this match proved that she was right to bet on herself. If we are speaking candidly, so did Kyrie, who also left WWE after being poorly misused in a lot of fans' eyes. They tore the house down, and people from everywhere came out to watch this match that ended up being worthy or being worth buying the pay-per-view alone. CM Punk from AEW, Bailey from WWE, and more showed up backstage uh, just to watch this match. This match proves that you should always bet on yourself, especially when the entire world knows you're better than what is being portrayed on TV. That goes for Mercedes and Kyrie Sane. All right, number two. 4.75 for Athena versus Willow Nightingale at Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor. 20 minutes, main event, Ring of Honor Women's World Title, Athena, Willow, Need I Say More. Both ladies doing the best work of their careers at that point. Athena even evolving it further now with Billy Starks. But at this point, she was on a rampage to prove to everyone that she was the best and the forever Ring of Honor Women's Champion. And by the way, at the time of this ranking, she still holds it. Still holds it. Athena picked up the win in probably the closest match that she's had as champion so far, as a lot of people picked Willow to win that match and thought it was her time. A lot of throwbacks to previous influences and Ring of Honor women's wrestlers of the past sprinkled in, and two ladies on top of their game creating magic on the biggest stage ever for women in Ring of Honor history. The main event of a pay-per-view. It was a fantastic match. And number one. Five stars, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, WWE WrestleMania 39, night one. Two ladies that kicked each other hard and hit each other in the face even harder. The chemistry between Rhea and Charlotte is definitely noticeable. Their previous uh, WrestleMania encounter a couple years prior to this was also good, and Charlotte came out on top by taking Rhea's NXT title. However, this time, Rhea was able to slay the queen and gain a measure of revenge with a victory and winning the SmackDown's Women's Championship. And at the time of this video, 
still holds it as the World Women's Championship, with no one coming close to taking it from her since winning. Meltzer gave this match a 4.75 stars, and I couldn't disagree more. Yes, it is only a .25 difference, but I only wanted to point this out because he gave Sammy and KO versus the Usos 5 stars, and I did not. I had them actually flipped with the tag match receiving 4.75 instead, and Rhea and Charlotte getting 5. Rhea and Charlotte laid it all on the line, and not only won up their previous Mania match, but lived up to the hype they gave this match going in. Also going over 20 minutes, I think it, the most important things thing this list conveys is that if you book with intent and give them time, the women can knock it out of the park on a consistent basis. The issue is that they're not getting those opportunities enough. That's not an AEW thing. It's not a WWE thing. It's a wrestling thing. So those are my top five women's pay-per-view matches in 2023 between WWE, NXT, AEW, Ring of Honor, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Thoughts? Grade the list. I think you have the the Becky Trish thing way higher than I would put it. Um, I don't know if that's you came into it with lower expectations and didn't expect Trish to like be a competent wrestler or whatever. But that match didn't stand out to me as particularly good. Um, it wasn't bad, but it's not like it was anything crazy for me. So I, but I think we had that conversation at the time too, and I I think I even said then that you were you viewed it as a lot better than I did. Um, but other than that, no. I mean, I, I, I think everything else on there is fine. All right, so can you think of a match off the top of your head that you would put in its place? Or oh, would, you, just bump head, up, but like would you bump I'm up sure Bianca and Io to four and then put something else at five? Probably, Or would you yeah. just flip Becky and Trish and put it at five? Or are you taking it out altogether? I'd probably take it out altogether. Um, off the top of my head, since I'm not the one that went and did a bunch of research on the matches for this year and what was this year and what wasn't, no, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I'm sure that there were better. Mm, well, I'll have to disagree then, since I actually have a list and you do not. Um, but I do appreciate yeah, it. Um, tell me to make I do list. appreciate it. Like I, did, I thought you were going to tear it apart a lot more than that, honestly. No, but... I mean, I, I think I, as soon as you told me what the list was going to be, I... The top two, I think we were already going to be pretty much in agreement about. Um, so, no, nah, it's whatever. All right, so we, this is, this is a brand a new segment, Jack, to the drawing board. I will be doing this probably around once a month. I do have the scene already set up. Um, I just got to figure out my topics, obviously. It'll be different, random-ass topics, like the weirdest shit, and then stuff that, obviously, like this, where people can complain a lot in the comments. Um, but, yeah, Jack, to the drawing board. Be ready for it, and then we'll get Ryan's... Uh, rebuttal and everything okay so like i'm gonna i need to put the grades up i don't think i have the grades up on this scene though i need to start putting ryan's grades let me add the scene add the scene of grades too give me a second and we'll throw up your grade for it grades i think grades two was yours all right let me go to you please tell me grades two was yours i hope where the hell is it did i take no, I didn't take it off, did I? Special segments. Shit. Yeah, that's you I don't know what I did with it, dude. Draft? Yes, draft. Okay. All right, so what grade do you give it? Let me see if I can actually pop it up here or not. Grade do I give what? Your list? Yeah, the list. Overall, grade the list. We grade uh, the list all the time. B plus. B plus? Hey, it I was the right one. Yeah. It was the right one. Now, why is it oh. so fucking small, though? <laughs> Give me a second. Give me a second. Let me, uh... 
Oh, we don't need it that big, I guess. But we'll just move it over here. Yeah, we'll do like that. All right, so that's... How about that? That looks good. All right, we'll do grades for that. There it is. B plus, he gives it. Um, Actually, should I put it by you, since you're the one giving the grade? Maybe. Put it by you. Ryan gives it a B plus. Things to I appreciate it, because obviously, you know, I'm, all my grades for myself are going to be A plus. Uh, mm -hmm. So we'll put it by you instead. Um, but yeah, there it is. That's grade, uh, grade the list. That's grade the list to the Jack to the drawing board. But that is Jack to the drawing board. Um, and now we must move on to, of course, um, let's stay positive. Of course, we have to do this. Um, where we take little topics here and there that we find, or some stuff that we liked throughout the week. It's, uh, Social media in general, but more so fucking wrestling Twitter, uh, is so negative all the time, which you'll see soon when Rampage and Collision goes head-to-head -head with SmackDown this Friday. Um, mm -hmm. But we're going to try to talk about things that we liked in wrestling this week that maybe we have not covered on the show. Sometimes it is uh, repeats of stuff that we've already said. But I'm going to let you go first because I know where you want to go in uh, DDT, obviously. Yeah. DDT, obviously. Uh, I think the the attention that DDT got, the show that they put on, was really good. The the amount of attention it got from, you know, you never really see people on on Twitter talking a lot about a DDT show, but um, having Jericho on there and then a lot of other people being able to see some of their matches, I think was was good. Um, I thought Hiromu had a really good match on it, and then the the spot that they did with the um, the the their Iron Man title or whatever was was really good afterward too. Um, the Jericho Takeshita match was really good. Uh, I know a lot of people have been talking about, complaining about Jericho winning it, but Jericho's the one that got all those people watching the fucking show to begin with, and um, him them just losing all the time doesn't really build any intrigue for the for the setup that they're doing with the Omega Golden Jets, Don Callis family, whatever the fuck stuff. So I was fine with them getting one win. I thought it was a little bit weird that they they did the handshake spot. Uh, given everything coming up, but whatever. Um, but I yeah, think, no, I I think that was mostly done because he, in his head, doesn't view that as canon for AEW, so he didn't really see an issue with it. Knowing how Jericho thinks and how he talks at press conferences and stuff, mm -hmm. um, I think that ha might have had something to do with it. It was more of a showcase for the Japanese fans for Jericho versus Takeshita and DDT than I think it was to continue the story of. Don Callis family because Don Callis wasn't in his corner, correct? I don't think so. So I think that was just like in a vacuum, its own thing. To us, obviously, it was a little bit bigger than that because we already we see weekly this whole storyline that they're building. But really, it looks like the storyline now has kind of went off to a side quest with Omega and, and the Jericho Bucks. versus the Bucks. So yeah, um, and it's uh, I think they're going Bucks heel turn, obviously, but. We'll see. Um, well, they're going yeah, no, to have to because I think the Golden Jets beat them. DDT in general, I just feel like uh, getting as much attention as it did and putting on a really good show was a good thing all around. All right, I'm going to go with something I lightly mentioned before. Heidi Howitzer getting the match against Athena at Ring of Honor was awesome to me. Um, the clips coming out of that is hilarious. I, need, I still have to go watch the match, but the clips coming out of it is hilarious, dude. She went to four, I don't know if you saw the clip where she went for the baseball slide. Yeah, it should, and she said, there. "Oh, well, that's embarrassing because <laughs> she wasn't there when she went to the baseball slide." <laughs> that was funny as fuck to me. 
I saw a lot of moves that Athena did to her, obviously, because obviously Athena's going to win. But if you have been paying attention to the show for a while, especially the audio version or when we did the Twitch stuff, I've been a big proponent of Heidi Howitzer. And when she used to team with Max um, as the Wasteland War Party, I wanted TK to sign them. I was on here almost every other week just saying, you need to sign Wasteland War Party. We need to get this. Because at the time, they had a decent amount of, like, uh, women that they could turn into tag teams. They had the Anna J and um, and the uh, Tay Conti, and then they had Ali and Penelope Ford, and you know they just had Nyla and Marina. They had like a good foundation. You only need like four or five tag teams, and I was like, sign these two and let's get that going. Mm-hmm. So I'm always been, I've always been a big proponent of Heidi Hauser. In fact, funny story: the Wrestle Universe that I pay for every week, I got that because Heidi Howitzer and Max were in. TJPW and TJPW is part of the Wrestle Universe thing, um, or whatever the hell it is that I pay for. Is it? I think it's Wrestle Universe. I'm pretty sure. But they have TJPW and DDT on there, and they were the main reason why I got the fucking subscription. Was Heidi mm-hmm. Howitzer? Love Heidi Howitzer. So I thought it was a big moment for her, and I'm very happy for her. You got anything else? Um. Hmm. I thought Garcia's promo was really good. Um, the uh, the one that he cut after the loss to Max backstage, the one where he was talking about, you know, essentially like you can only be the the up and coming guy taking the losses and getting like cheered for how valiantly you fought for so long before it's just like, no, you're just the guy that keeps fucking losing um, to better guys or whatever. I thought that was a good promo. I thought it was a not the greatest choice to have him be the one that wrestled Andrade to lose on Collision right after, but um, I do you what think they fit with... in guys and this is off subject obviously because this is we're trying to stay positive here. But do you think they fit in guys like Yuta and Garcia maybe in the Continental Classic? Those uh, are nice guys that would clearly not win but could still win some other people. I think I think uh, Tiger Style Pro's original list had Garcia in Block A. So, I mean, I know people are talking about putting Garcia in it. I I don't know. I think that's, I think you could. Um, I think, but again, it kind of speaks to what he was talking about in the promo where, you know, he's not going to win it. So he might get close or he might get some good wins over people, but it kind of puts him in the same spot as he's complaining about, which I think it's a valid, you know, from a character point of view, a valid thing for him to be worried about. Um, but yeah, just, just in general, the... The way that they're highlighting some of their younger talents and giving them more depth in their characters and stuff lately, it's been good. Um, hopefully, I do something similar with Jungle Boy when he gets back. We'll see. All right. Storyline adjacent Soraya, Ruby Soho, Daddy Magic, and Cool Hand. Mm. That storyline <laughs> is hilarious to me. Mm. I do like when they sprinkle in some like comedy type shit. It's not like full on haha, fart, piss, shit joke comedy like WWE does a lot of or mm-hmm. but it's like a believable thing because you know it's just based off of a relationship thing which AW doesn't seem to do a lot of um so this is new or newer like something that doesn't not a common occurrence and they're all killing it in the in the roles that they're playing in the storyline um not no not I don't want to ruin it for anybody but Soho and uh Cool Hand are together in real life so I I guess that's a natural thing that they have going on on screen as well, but it's coming off very well. And the fucking Soraya Daddy Magic thing at the end 
when they both pull him away or whatever, we got a big problem. And then Daddy Magic's like, a big problem. <laughs> she walked away, and it was so funny. They're killing it right now, dude. In fact, let's talk about, you talked about Daniel Garcia's promo. Let's just give it up for promos in general this week have been pretty fucking good. Adam Page's promo was awesome against Swerve. You yeah. had the uh, Daniel Garcia promo that you just talked about. You had, um, oh my God, I just had it and I just lost it. Um, oh my God, I just lost it. Why did I lose it? Dalton Castle's promos that he cuts every fucking week when he comes out to the ring, which I really wish the announcers would stop fucking talking over, by the way, because he's clearly saying shit. And he's like basically cutting a promo every time he comes down to the ring and we're missing it. Um, but his was funny as hell. Um, oh, there was a, I mean, it was just a really good week for promos. There was somebody else too. And then I'm fucking drawing a blank right now. The Bucks Omega stuff. The Bucks Omega stuff was good, but I wouldn't say like, I'm trying to like, I'm talking like on the level of like what Hangman was talking about. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, the Bullet Club on Dynamite was pretty good in their promo. Like there's, it was a good week for promos. There wasn't like anyone like they came out and had a promo. And I was like, eh, that was awful. Um, yeah. Statlander messed up a little bit on Collision, but not that serious. But overall, good, great promos, dude. Great promos all the week long. Is that it? We good? Or uh, you got one more thing? Um, that's probably, I think we're, I think that's probably it without yeah, that's digging good. too. Yeah, that's good. That's good. We don't have to give flowers to everybody every week. Um, I do want to throw a special shout out to a WWE storyline I'm interested in, and that's Damage Control. That storyline's mm-hmm. pretty good. I do like that, and I love the promo that they had as well, where Bailey came. Bailey doesn't know anything about this, and then it seems like Dakota Kai is the one actually pulling the strings, and she's going to be the leader when this all goes down. So mm-hmm. that'll be interesting because, of course, you have if that's the case, and it sets it up for War Game Survivor Series. Bailey's going to have to be on the same side as Bianca, Charlotte, Shotzi, and then someone else. And then, of course, that's when all the rumors get going that it's going to be Mercedes, but whatever. Um, I think the way that they're doing the storyline so far, though, has been very well done. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see after this long of a time on the main roster of Bailey being a heel for her to be turned back into a face. I wonder how that's yeah. going to go. Because she yeah. can't go back to the hugger face. So it'd be a, it'd be, she'd be fake baby face, but it'd be a whole new style baby face for her so that'll be weird it'll see it'll, it'll be, be weird to, well, it won't be weird i'm just interested to see where they go because it'll be so different well that i mean the whole reason that that ended up getting thrown away the way it was it was because it was so fucking one-dimensional so yeah obviously i wouldn't go back to that but i mean she won the um, title as that bailey so like that was the peak of it and then that that's pretty much all you can do do after that anyway yeah whereas the role model heel one you can win the title multiple times and it's fine because you're just getting heat anyway. So it's, that's fine. So it'll be interesting to see where they go and how many layers there are to the character. Like, are we going to have to feel bad for like a Corbin where they try to make us feel bad for Corbin, where they're trying to make us feel bad for the Miz currently. Yeah, I think she's a lot more likable than those two guys. So I think it'll be like easier it. for people to cheer her. So we'll see. Yeah. But people really like fucking Asuka and Kyrie and EO too. So it's going to be really weird to see if they actually cheer Bailey or not. Hmm. Or do they just cheer Bailey and then when they tag in Bianca and Charlotte, they just boo them? I guess it depends on how the the split goes too. Yeah, because if they if they make the really split like bad enough to tone. where people actually boo Damage Control, like it'd yeah. have to be pretty something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're gonna have to see blood from Bailey's forehead or something. Yeah. 
<laughs> you're gonna have to really hit this home that they're the heels yeah. or something like it's gonna have to be crazy yeah it can't just be like a turn like oh you have to leave the group now goodbye it's yeah they're gonna have to do something fucked up all right so that's gonna do it for the show this week i think i covered everything that we had written down in the outline appreciate everybody coming through i do have i do have uh something i really wanted to show everybody too So obviously we had we had the uh, eight ball thing for the Humane Society last week. I got a couple mm -hmm. extra things too. They had a sale at Walmart for the Halloween stuff. I got four Halloween toys that I got on sale too that I'm going to throw in with everything else um, that we got too. So I got a bunch. I got like four dog toys that we're going to throw in there that aren't frisbees. I already had the frisbees. I've got everything. I have everything already except for. Sorry about that bag noise. I have everything. Already. Paper towels. <laughs> paper towels. I gotta get paper towels and tennis balls. But I gotta go to Tractor Supply to get the tennis balls, and they're kind of far away because um, I want the big ones so that the bigger dogs can play with that. The smaller dogs and puppies can play with this, with ones mm -hmm. I just got. Um, but I already have the frisbees. I've got the blankets. I've got tons of Cheerios. I got all the boxes. I got everything. Those are the only two things I gotta get. I'll probably get the paper towels sometime this week at work, and then Friday or Saturday. Try to make it out to tractor supply and get those tennis balls that we need to finish this off. Um, then once I get it all together, I will take a picture of it, put it on our social media at Real Monster Cast on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, and then I will uh, donate it all. That'd be awesome. So that's the update for that. Appreciate everybody coming through, Dave. Obviously, always a pleasure. Dave is that's the day. I'm pretty sure that's the Dave, by the way, that was. Threatening to make extra YouTube accounts to get extra stuff sent to the human society. <laughs> just so you know. Okay. Um, yeah. But anyway, stay positive out there. Enjoy the week. And hopefully uh, we'll get some more information on this Continental Classic. And uh, we'll see you guys next Sunday. Oh, no. No, not next Sunday. No. We need to do... We'll see you earlier than that because we'll have a prediction show for prediction Full Gear. Show, yeah. Full yeah. Gear is this Saturday. So we'll have to do something about that. You're going to have to tell me like whatever your weekday is so we can... Do it we'll figure when it I get off work and do it real quick. Yeah. Um, because uh, it won't be able to do Wednesday night because I'm not on vacation anymore. So, okay. um, but anyway, we'll see you for prediction. Sure to be wrong for full gear. Deuces.